Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. My name is Chris. I am the host of this podcast, and today we have a really good topic to dive into. I'm super excited to jump in and talk about how much weight you should lift to build muscle. We're going to go over three main uh, concepts that you need to understand to effectively and efficiently train in order to build muscle. And really, if you can wrap your mind around these concepts and how they all come together, you're going to be able to make just about as much progress as you want uh, with strength training and and building muscle and and changing your physique. So I'm super excited to dive into this Uh, episode and this topic. And before we do really quickly, as always, just want to remind you, I am a coach. So if you are interested in, you know, building muscle, burning fat, feeling more confident, feeling more athletic, just, you know, generally chasing the fitness goals that you've set for yourself. uh, Well, that's what I do. And that's why I'm here. So uh, if you are interested in uh, online coaching, or if you're interested in chatting about what that process is like, and what your goals are, There is a link to my coaching page in the show notes. Definitely check that out. Also, since you're watching or listening, well, if you're watching, I put videos of these podcast episodes on my YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribed there. And if you're listening, please make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, the podcast is available anywhere you listen to podcasts if you just search for Chris Gates Fitness. Um, And if you have... Uh, one to two minutes and are able to leave a five-star review and a a rating, uh, I would really appreciate that because that helps the podcast reach more people. But all right, with all that stuff said, let's dive into the topic, which I said is how much weight should you lift to build muscle? And obviously to build muscle, uh, you need to be strength training, right? I think you probably know that. You need to be uh, challenging the musculature of your body in some way, shape, or form through most often uh, what you're looking at is lifting weights. But how much strength training should you do? You know, how how heavy should you lift? How intense should those training sessions be? How much training is too much and how little is too little? You know, what's the least benefit you can get? or What's the least amount of work you can do to get the benefits that you're looking for? Um, I'm going to answer all those questions in this episode. So I'm super excited to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll answer that question. How much weight should you lift to build muscle? Um, Regardless of how you strength train, there's, you know, a bunch of different ways you could go about it where, you know, maybe you're doing more of a bodybuilding approach or you're doing more of like a powerlifting approach, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, like there's a lot of different ways to approach strength training, regardless of how you strength train. Uh, you need to be challenging yourself to build muscle. And often that comes in the form of adding weight, adding intensity, Uh, those types of things to your exercises and your workouts. So like I mentioned at the top, I want to dive into three key principles, three key concepts for building muscle that you need to understand. And then from there, we'll talk more specifically about the exercises that you're doing and how much weight you should lift to build muscle. So let's dive into those key principles and you know, if you search for this online, search for the mechanisms of building muscle, you're going to get a lot of stuff that tells you about like mechanical tension and muscle damage and metabolic stress and all these sports science terms that can maybe be a little bit confusing if you uh, try and break them down and, you know, are going into it, not knowing much at all about strength training and and how the body builds muscle over time. So I want to go in a little bit of a different direction here. Those are all very, very important concepts. Those are important things to learn, but I'm your coach. I know those. I'm going to try and 
translate them to you in a way that's just super simple and makes sense. I don't want to bore you with the science of why lifting weights helps you build muscle. You know lifting weights helps you build muscles, so we don't need to go there. You're here because you know you need to lift weights and you want to get specific advice on how much to lift, when to lift, why, and move forward in the right direction. So I think we can simplify things here. I think we can simplify things in a way that still gives you a lot of background information, but also provides you with clear steps that you can take to move forward and make progress. The three key principles I want you to focus on with your goal of building muscle, number one, training volume. Number two, relative intensity. And number three, form and technique. I'm going to dive into each and every one of those key principles, okay? We're going to give context to each one of those so you'll understand them by the end of this episode. Um, But to build muscle effectively, you need to challenge your body in ways that forces it to grow and adapt. And those three key principles are going to explain exactly how you challenge your body effectively to grow and adapt. In a nutshell, when you lift weights, your body reacts to lifting weights with a cascade of signaling events that occur. Your brain, you know, realizes that stimulus and tells your body to do certain things to react to the fact that you just lifted weights. So the reaction typically comes in the form of recovery, muscle recovery and growth so that you can better handle that stimulus in the future the next time you do it. So your brain's like, wow, this was difficult. Uh, if if so-and-so, if Chris is going to do this again, well, we need to be in a better position to, to do what he just did, to, to perform these challenging tasks. Your body wants to be as efficient as it possibly can be for anything. And so strength training is no different. Um, If you repeatedly do something that is very physically challenging, your body's going to do everything it can to try and make that physically challenging task easier. That's like why, you know, if you go out for a run and you haven't run in a while, it is probably really difficult. You're gassed after doing like a mile, if you even get to a mile. But then if you stay consistent with running, you find like, oh, the next time you do it, hey, it's not so bad. Or like if there's a really challenging hill, each time you run up that challenging hill, it feels a little bit easier. And that's your body adapting to cardiovascular training. Well, with lifting weights, it's really no different. So in order to build muscle, you introduce that stimuli to your body. Lifting weights is a stimulus to your body. Do it in a way that's responsible. And I'll break down for you here the responsible way to do it. Um, and that will be effective for muscle growth. So you need to progressively challenge yourself more and more over time to continue giving a stimulus to your body. That's like, you know, more and more challenging. So it continues to force your body to grow. So, okay, let's dive into the key principles that I said, I want to focus on. Remember those are training volume, relative intensity, and form and technique. We'll dive into the first one here, training volume. So we know that volume and by volume, I mean just like the to- the totality of the amount of work that you're doing. We know that volume is one of the pillars for muscle growth. It's, it's the total amount of sets and reps and weight that you lift in a given training session. And additionally, you can kind of quantify it across the entire week. So if you have two upper body days, um, you know, you can add the volume <clears throat> of those upper body days together 
to see what your total upper body volume is for the week. And you can also look at what's your upper volume body in one session and in another session. And then you can even dive in deeper to say like, okay, well, let's look at chest as one muscle group. Let's look at your pecs. How much volume are you doing for that muscle group in one session and then in the other session? And then we add those together to find out how much weekly volume you're doing for your chest. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to slice it, but if you, you know, count those sets and reps and weight that you lift, um, you're going to get a, a, a really good idea of what your volume is right now and then where your volume progresses over time. Um, so the easiest way, though, I think is to quantify how many sets, how many weekly sets you're doing for each muscle group because, um, you know, you can go deeper than that, but it involves a lot of math, which I, I'm not a fan of. And, you know, it's just at some point, I think for most people, it's when you're tracking every minute little detail, uh, it makes training less fun. So if you could just look at like how many sets are you doing for each muscle group, it's probably going to be pretty easy for you to tally up and it's also going to be super informative. So um, there's enough research at this point out there that makes it pretty clear, generally speaking, for most people doing somewhere between 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle group each week is going to be what is most optimal to build muscle. Again, that's for most people. There are always going to be outliers. There are going to be some people who can do less than that and build a lot of muscle. There are going to be some people that can do, have to do way more than that to build a lot of muscle. But the vast majority of people probably follow fall into that 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle group each week. Um, and typically, that's best accomplished by training each muscle group multiple times a week. So we do have uh, a body of research that also shows frequency can help improve uh, the ability to build muscle. So like, I guess the, the, the way you can compare these things is like, let's go to chest again, since I brought that up earlier. If you're doing 15 sets of chest for the week, what, what are you going to get more out of doing 15 sets in one day or doing 15 sets across two to three different training sessions? In my opinion, and a lot of the research speaks to this, you'd be better off breaking those 15 sets up and and allocating them across the week so that, you know, instead of doing those 15 sets in one training session, you're maybe doing five sets of chest on Monday, five sets of chest on Wednesday, and then another five sets of chest on, I don't know, Friday or Saturday. Um, Because when you're doing 15 total sets for one muscle group in one workout, that is a hell of a lot of work. That is really hard for you to continue to be able to put forth quality reps because your your muscles are just going to be getting taxed and taxed and taxed the more you throw at it in one session. So by splitting the volume up, you give your body the ability to perform, the muscle groups, the, the ability to perform really well in those sessions, get the most out of the sets that you're doing. Um and by doing that, probably lifting a little bit more weight uh, and then giving your body time to recover and be fresh to do that again the next time you're going to train uh, that muscle group. So in this case, chest. Um, typically, spreading the volume out across the week is going to benefit you more than doing all that volume in one session. Um, but at the end of the day, finding a way to accumulate adequate training volume for the muscle groups that you're trying to go uh, trying to grow is, is important. And, and within those weekly sets, you also need to quantify the level of effort that you're putting forth. And that's going to take us into this next key point that I want you to focus on, which is relative intensity. So 
we've established 10 to 20 hard sets is probably going to be best for you. That's probably going to be best for you to uh, maximize muscle growth. But within those 10 to 20 hard sets, we need to focus on the word hard, hard sets. You can't step foot in the gym and just go through the motions and say, well, hey, I did 15 sets this week. Chris said between 10 to 20. I'm right there, so I should build muscle. You can't just go through the motions and expect to experience progress. Training needs to be legitimately challenging to force your body to grow. We'll go back to what we talked about at the beginning, right? You need to progressively train harder and harder over time. You need to continue to give your body a stimulus that it says, hey, that was difficult. That was more difficult than last time, so we got to recover. We got to build some muscle so we can do this again. So focus on forcing growth, okay? And I don't mean like go in and to max out on everything. But I mean, you need to be getting close to failure. And that's where we talk about relative intensity, the intensity of a set. How close in proximity are you to failure? And let's dive into this. So there's a 2019 study, and I have a link to it on my website. If you want to learn more about this topic, I have a article, the same title as this podcast episode, How Much Weight Should You Lift to Build Muscle? You could uh, go on my website, Chris Gates Fitness, and go into articles. you find it there. Or you could just search Chris Gates, How Much Weight Should You Lift to Build Muscle on Google, and you will find this. In the article, I have a 2019 study linked, and it shows that lifting based on relative intensity as opposed to lifting to muscular failure actually resulted in greater muscle growth. And there's a body of research that's growing that supports this finding. So going to muscular failure means you are lifting until your muscles give out, until they literally cannot do any more work. And for the longest time, the thought was you need to lift to failure. If you're not lifting to failure, you're not lifting uh, with enough intensity to grow muscle. But like I said, there's a growing pool of research that suggests you you don't, and maybe even you shouldn't, go to failure on every exercise in order to try to build muscle. But instead, you should lift with an intensity that gets you very close to failure on a regular basis. So by staying shy of failure, what that does is it allows you to manage your fatigue better across the training week and across an entire training block, an entire phase of training. So uh, what that means is you can continue to consistently show up to the gym because you're lifting with a high intensity, but not so high that your body can't recover from it. And if you, if you lift at an intensity that's so high that your body can't recover from it, what you're eventually going to end up is a situation where you go into the gym and your body's not fully recovered. So you can't actually match or exceed the training performance that you had the last time you did that training session because your body's run down and it hasn't recovered. Um, so you can still experience effective muscle growth by staying a few reps aw- away from failure. And in fact, it's probably the better way to do it because, you know, I talk about this on the podcast all the time, but consist- consistency with trying to build muscle, trying to build strength, trying to lose weight, whatever you're trying to do with fitness, consistency is the most important thing. You you have to focus on that and prioritize that above everything else. So if you're able to, train close to failure, but not all the way to failure, and it allows you to train more consistently hard, that's over time going to snowball into a lot of gains that you wouldn't have otherwise experienced. So let's talk about how you can apply this. A a simple way to apply training close to failure and, and, and focusing on the intensity of your workouts 
is using something called a rep match progression with your training. Oh, and with a rep match progression, the goal is to try to match or improve on the import, the performance that you had in the previous training session. So the previous time you did that specific session. For example, we can go back to the, the example we used at the beginning of the episode with the upper body session. So if you're doing an upper body session and it's focused on your chest, whatever you hit last week when you do that same session again this week, you want to try and improve on your performance. And that could be in any number of ways, right? It could be by adding one rep. It could be by adding as little as one rep would show that you had a performance improvement on the last session and you are very likely, well, I mean, you know by doing that, you are increasing the relative intensity. You're training harder than you did the last time and it probably is a good uh, suggester of the fact that you are building muscle in the process. So if you're continually adding at least one rep to your exercises by using a rep match progression, it means your relative intensity is going up over time and you're challenging yourself more and more. It also means that your relative intensity is shy of failure because you're able to improve on the previous week, recover, and do it again the following week. If you weren't able to improve on that performance, it would have to mean that you hit failure, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to add another rep. Um, now, an- another way to live close to failure but not actually hit failure is to pay attention to something called your rep cadence for each exercise. And what this is is, is quite simply the speed of the reps. So typically, the speed of each rep will decline as you get closer and closer to failure. So if you're doing a chest press um, and like you know, it's a set of eight sets, a set of eight reps, reps one through five go, you know, pretty much at the same speed. Rep six, six is a little bit slower on the way up. Rep seven is a little bit more slower on the rep uh, on the way up. And then rep eight is like, oh man, you, you're using every ounce of you to get that eighth rep up. That eighth rep is going to be way slower than reps one, two, three, four, and five, right? So the, the more your reps slow down, the closer you are to failure and in a way that you can use that is just say okay like as i notice my reps are getting slower and slower at some point i call it on the set because you know that you know those last two to three reps are probably going to slow down considerably um and what i would say is just be sure to document this process and, and this progress that you're making um because it gets very difficult if you're not keeping track of what you're doing in the gym because then you have no idea how to like what what are you going to compare things to um and you should also note like hey you know okay i did this chest press and the 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 eighth rep felt like i was one rep away from failure like mark that down because ideally you can look back on a training block and see that the majority of your training was within one to two to three to maybe even four reps of muscular failure and at the end of the training block, you can look back on that and say, okay, yeah, this was effective training. Um, so that's relative intensity. It's like, you're, how close are you to failure? And using that to understand if a set was a hard set. And finally, uh, the third concept and key technique to implement is just form and technique, right? I and mean, I think everybody understands what this is. Prioritizing the form and technique of every single exercise, every single rep that you do within each and every single exercise that you're doing while using adequate training volume and focusing on the intensity of of your sets and reps. So form and technique is all about targeting a desired muscle 
or muscle groups and giving them as much quality work as possible. Um, and I think we can use an example of incorrect form and technique that I see all the time to explain why this is so important. So like if you are doing bicep curls and you're wildly swinging your entire torso back and forth to curl the weight up, um, you're not effectively using form and technique. These aren't effective reps for your biceps because you're using your lower body to initiate the momentum that you're using with your upper body. And then by using that upper body, you're engaging your shoulders and your back to throw the weight up and down. And a bicep curl is not supposed to be a full body exercise. It's supposed to be for your, for your biceps, right? So that's pointless to do, to lift weights that way. You don't do curls to train your back or your shoulders or your lower body. So you need to train smart when you're doing all this too. And that, that, you know, you got to be honest with yourself with this type of stuff, lighten the load, focus on strict form and technique and try to, for whatever exercise you're doing, feel that muscle doing the work. So for the bicep curl, curling the weight all the way up, squeeze the bicep at the top of each rep, and then lower the weight back down under control and feel a stretch at the bottom. That's how you stimulate a muscle effectively. That's how you use proper form and technique, and that's how you cause muscle growth. So for each exercise, make sure when you're going into your training session or starting a new training block, make sure that you're clear on the muscle groups that you're training for each exercise and do everything you can to challenge that muscle group with the proper form and technique that we just talked about. Um, and something that, you know, I do this with my clients all the time and it's really beneficial and I would recommend you do it for yourself just because like I know I improved a lot as a lifter by recording myself doing a set of each exercise. And, you know, back in the day, I felt like it was, this was a really weird thing to do to like set up your camera to record yourself in the gym used to be, you used to get a lot of people looking at you weird. Now it's pretty much everybody does it in the gym. And, and I don't think you should feel odd about just like setting your water bottle up, leaning your phone against your water bottle and recording a set of you doing the exercise. You don't have to post it on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, but take it with you and when you get home after your training session, take a hard look at what you're doing well and what you what you can improve on and what your form and technique looks like for a lot of these different exercises. Um, and that'll help you set goals to improve your form and technique in cases where you need to. Um, so progress with building muscle lies in, in a lot of these details. Form and technique is a big one. The details of you know relative intensity and how close you are to failure and, and being honest about actually getting in hard sets. Uh, this type of stuff is, is really, really important. If you really want to build muscle, this is what you should do, uh, to, to make it happen. And okay. So I know this is an ex, uh, this is a, this is a podcast episode about how much weight you should lift to build muscle. But before we wrap it up, we can't talk about building muscle without at least mentioning nutrition briefly, because you could be doing all this stuff correctly and still not see progress. If your nutrition is not dialed in and, you know, uh, there are other things too, like if your stress levels aren't managed appropriately, if you're not hydrating, if you're not managing your sleep, like there, there's so many recovery pieces to the puzzle that are, are incredibly important if you want to build muscle. But nutrition is a major piece, is a major, major piece to the puzzle of recovering from these training sessions and actually building muscle. And if you're training hard enough with all the techniques and concepts that we just talked about, you, you better be eating right 
so that you're not putting in all this work for, for no reason. So a few quick tips you can use to get your nutrition in line with your muscle growth goals. Number one, get in a slight calorie surplus. That's where you're going to be most effective and efficient to build muscle. And that means taking in more calories than you're burning every day. So ideally, you would see on the scale, your body weight would be going up very gradually over time. Number two, eat adequate protein each day. You could do one gram, a pound, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. You could do one gram of protein per your height in centimeters. So like if you're 170 centimeters tall, eat 170 grams of protein, eat more protein. And number three, try to eat mostly whole nutritious foods. I'm not saying your entire diet has to be, you know, quote unquote clean or anything like that. You don't have to eat everything organic. That's not what I'm saying. But like your body is going to be able to recover more efficiently and you'll be giving your body the nutrients it needs and wants if you're eating mostly whole nutritious foods. It doesn't matter how hard you train or how much you lift. Like I said, if you're not eating enough calories, not even eating enough protein, and if you're consistently eating crap, the progress is the pro, seeing progress is going to be more difficult. And I think that's that that's pretty straightforward and and simple. Okay. So Let's answer the question, how much weight should you lift to build muscle? Hopefully by now, uh, you can tell the answer to this question isn't like an exact number. I don't have an equation to throw at you to solve all your problems. Uh, it's not, hey, well, you got to be squatting 225 for three sets of eight reps. You got to be benching 185 for 10 sets of whatever. You know, that, there, there's no answer like that. The answer to how much weight should you lift to build muscle is nuanced and it's uniquely different for each and every person. But the concept, regardless of who you are, is going to be the same. So let's recap. Number one, you need to train legitimately hard and then train harder over time. Number two, you need adequate training volume and intensity across each week and within each training session. Number three, you need to prioritize form and technique over everything else to maximize the stimulus that you're giving to each muscle group that you want to grow. And number four, you need to do all of these things consistently over a long period of time. This stuff doesn't happen overnight, but you can see tons of progress if you're committed to being consistent and doing all of these things that I just ran you through in this podcast episode. So that's the magic. It's doing things mostly right consistently for a long, long, long time. Um, if you're consistent, you're going to build muscle. If you focus on these principles, you're going to build muscle. You will make progress. It's just a matter of time. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, if you enjoyed this podcast episode and you're willing to take a few minutes to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, I would really appreciate that. And I am a coach. So that link to my coaching uh, page on my website is in the show notes. Please check it out. If you uh, have a goal and you want a personalized, customized program, and guidance along the way to help you get there. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you again soon.